Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. My brother is adored by the women who wear our design. You look beautiful. Three-time Academy Award winner Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the best actors alive. I feel as if I've been looking for you for a very long time. Don't miss his final and most astonishing performance in Phantom Thread. Hailed by the LA Times, Vanity Fair, and Rolling Stone as one of the best pictures of the year. I have things I simply cannot do without you. Phantom Thread. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Wakey, eggs and bacon. What? What? Welcome to Movie Sucktastic, and this is the special "fuck Peter Ferguson" episode. This is this. <laughs> welcome to the episode of Peter Ferguson can suck my taint. Wow. Yes. Ain't Ferguson a white guy? Or, or as I like to call it, who the fuck is Peter Ferguson? <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't gonna go there, but okay, we can go there. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we appreciate, for the most part, all listener criticisms and things of that nature. But sometimes, right. sometimes, That's... well, maybe not sometimes. Most of the time, we get a lot of criticism about how we should shut the fuck up and play the oh. movie. Which, along with the fact that YouTube flags us for just even sneezing in the direction of a film, we're, we've gone now to slideshows playing in the background instead of the film what made the show unique before has now ended now i don't see anyone doing slideshows like we're doing where we're showing lots of different scenes and poster art and things of that nature like this episode we're doing phantom thread i don't see anyone doing what we're doing this way either now this way we're not getting flagged anymore but 
you know that that uniqueness that we had where we would show the film that we were actually reviewing in the background is now gone and it breaks my heart a little bit because youtube just can't get over the over it over itself yeah so now like once every year I'll, I'll be like, hey, I haven't looked at YouTube uh, comments in a while, and I'll breeze through a bunch of them. You whatever. should be getting and those notifications. I don't understand why you're not. You're an administrator I, I, on the YouTube page. Because I ignore page. them? Oh, you do ignore them. I, yeah, because, who, honestly, who gives a fuck? Well, every time we get one, I take a look, and if you've noticed, I have answered some people. Yes, and, and occasionally, again, every occasionally, I do too. And let, let me just lay three things out for you right now. Okay. One, there's nothing more fucking pathetic than a whiny cunt who throws a uh, or pitches a fucking fit the minute someone says anything negative about a film that they like who gives a fuck what you think now i realize that's what we do with the show right. but why do you give a fuck what we think if you're listening is because you're looking to li listen to somebody talk about it we're talking about it that's it if i if we say oh by the way this film Eh, maybe they could have done better in the colors. And you're like, oh, how dare you? This film is uncritical. You know what? Just fucking kill yourself. Because you don't, you got to fucking understand that not everybody thinks like you do. Because if they did, we'd all be fucking idiots. All right? So, second thing. If you want to hear, well, obviously, on day 12, uh, they did a script rewrite. And uh, it was decided through a debate that the production would like, you know what? Fucking get the audio commentary or read a fucking book. If you always want to hear two people talk about films, that's why you're browsing through fucking YouTube. What are you looking for, experts? <laughs> and number three, you know why we don't have production values? Because we have fucking lives. This is something we do for fun, and if you like it, great, and if you don't, fuck you. <laughs> and Scott is so right with all of that. We make zero dollars doing this. Every once in a while, I'll go to the analytic part of the of our YouTube channel, and I'll see how much money we've made. It still says 0, 0.00. Until mm. that changes, where we're actually bringing in any kind of real money, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe then I would consider listening to some user requests. Or not user requests. I keep saying user requests. Uh, some listener requests about, hey, maybe you should try this or maybe you should try that. And maybe you should shut the fuck No, we're not going to shut the fuck up. We're going to keep talking about what we want to talk about. And we're going to talk about it with whatever we want playing in the fucking background. So stop asking the for us to shut up so you can watch the movie. Which isn't fucking possible anyway. It's not like there's a switch where we can turn the volume on. You can turn us off. We're nobody does that. All right, and let me go one further. If there's anybody I'm willing to take advice from, it's not someone who has fucking time to watch YouTube videos. You obviously <laughs> don't have dick to do with your life. Right. You know what I don't do? I don't watch YouTube videos. I don't watch my own YouTube videos. How, I can't even tell you how many of our YouTube, how many of, the, of our shows have I watched. None. You know why? Because I've lived them, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, I do occasionally do get to watch some YouTube videos. I sure as fuck don't comment on them. And if I don't like them, I don't take the time to tell them why. You know why? Because they don't give a fuck. That's right. And there's nothing. I don't. I, there's nothing sadder than somebody who thinks that if you're putting stuff on YouTube, your main goal in life is to be PewDiePie. I would kill oh. myself if I became PewDiePie. PewDiePie, PewDiePie, I kill PewDiePie. You know, I, and it's PewDie. Don't take that. <laughs> I don't fucking. I, I, I don't That's fucking care. Is. I didn't know who PewDiePie was until about six or eight months ago, and then I found out how much money he made acting like a fucking moron. And there are people that watch him do it, 
And the dude makes like what four million dollars a year? Are you fucking kidding me? You know what that's called? Lowest common denominator. Am I upset that I'm not the lowest common denominator? Oh, I'm fucking crying. Don't give a fuck. You know, if I now if this was a full time job and I was putting thousands of dollars into it and I'm dressing sets and we've got, you know, editing suites and shit, oh yeah, I'd be breaking my heart that you gave me a fucking thumbs down. But guess what? I'm not. No one gives a fuck. Peter Ferguson specifically, fuck you and your life. And if you're <laughs> listening to the show and you don't like something we've done and we haven't heard about it, guess what? You've got a fucking life. Enjoy it. You're good. <laughs> We're with you. We don't get, you know, honestly. No, you're right. You're right. And you know what, too? Uh, I upload all our videos now because I can without any fucking hassle. Uh, mm -hmm. We can't even monetize our videos because, and this is largely in part to YouTube uh, being a bunch of fucking dicks. We can't monetize any of our videos until we reach 4,000 viewer hours a year and, and 1,000 subscribers. Now, we're over the 1,000 subscriber mark, but... We're not close to the 4,000 hours because YouTube flags our shit and we don't upload enough stuff. Now we're uploading a video, you know, every week, you know, sometimes when we take some time off every couple of weeks. So we probably will be able to hit the 4,000 hour mark this year or more. But mm -hmm. if they flag us in any way, like let's say, for instance, the 30 second TV spot for this gets flagged. We can't monetize it because whatever, Warner Brothers or universal or focus features will monetize our video instead not that yeah. we're going to make any money because we haven't made any money yet but still it, it's still along those lines of what the fuck why are we still trying to upload well, videos to youtube and, and by the way too if you're listening to our show and, and you're like oh what's the production value this and that how about this how about thank fucking christ that we're not going to stop 15 minutes in to plug fucking blue apron or that we don't spend like a 10-minute block at the beginning. You should go to our Patreon page and do this, which we do have one going, but we're probably not going to use it. Uh, and, uh, oh, do this. And if you subscribe for $5, we'll give you bonus material. And if you give us $10, just go to Amazon and use our link. And we don't spend half the fucking episode doing that. You know why? Because we're not trying to make money from you. We're just recording shit that we say because we think it might be entertaining to somebody. Right. And guess what? It is the sum. And those are the only people we care about. That's right. Honestly. The only people we give a shit about are the people that like it, or at least if they do have something to say, it's not mean-spirited. Uh, oh, I can understand why you have so many dislikes. I know why I have so many dislikes. You know why? Because I'm not fucking PewDiePie. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> and by the way, Peter Ferguson, if you're listening, the fact that you have a your icon on YouTube is you with your children, and you're spending wasting your time commenting on YouTube videos you're a fucking sad waste of life. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, now, speaking, of, speaking of love stories. Speaking of love stories. Uh, um, this episode, this is our, our, our next to last Oscar Best Picture episode. That's right. This is episode 270 of Movie yes. Sucktastic, where we're re reviewing, ugh, if I can talk, Phantom Thread, which is a Paul Thomas oh. Anderson film. You pronounced it wrong. It's it's Phantom Thread. Okay, I'll I'll do better next time. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Paul Paul Thomas Anderson film. Daniel Day Lewis's supposed last film, which mm -hmm. I, I don't I buy. I don't buy for a second. He might take a few years off, maybe three four years, but this is not his last film. Uh, 
If it is, I'd be I'd be shocked. I would absolutely I be shocked. I think he takes time off, but that's it. Now, even the the, the TV spots and trailers are using that as a marketing campaign. See Daniel Day Lewis in his final movie ever. They're using it that way. They did it oh, in sure. the TV spot that I played. So, and I'm sure the film is. It's been making money, actually. Uh, it's made $28 million worldwide, 18 here, domestically, $10 million foreign. I'm sure, is it even out in uh, in the UK yet? It's got to be. Yeah, it is out in the UK, which, it's in as far as the foreign market goes, that's where it's made the most money. It's made about $3 million in the UK, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but... This film, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, I, I, um, I there's good. We're we're gonna hit a spoiler alert wall in about maybe fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, I think we have to. So, all right. So yeah, we're definitely. So we're gonna talk. You know, we'll hit that wall. So just be forewarned. At a certain point, if you haven't seen the movie and you give a shit, you're gonna want to turn it off. And that was opened up for a reason. I apologize. I'll turn that down. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Um, so, so the thing, the thing with this film, I, I really enjoy Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Eh. Uh, I don't enjoy all of them. This being one of them. Oh, how how could you not enjoy all Paul Thomas Anderson's films? Paul Thomas Anderson is a great director. You obviously know nothing about films, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm a defender of Magnolia, where Scott is not oh, fuck in that. the least. Fuck that. All right, and, and let me just, just just for the record, I'm going to uh -huh. lay down straight. It's not that Magnolia as a whole is a shitty film. It's as a whole, it's a bad film. And I've always said, in Magnolia, there are two or three really great movies. The problem is he made them all in one film. Yeah, and and I think the problem, and and this is, I will agree with you on, on on that. He after he did Boogie Nights, the studio. Oh, uh, I forget who the studio was and who he was in bed with at the time. Really wanted his next film, and they really wanted it the next year. They didn't want to wait. Yeah, they didn't want to wait for him to kind of craft a vision of another movie. So he had this film Magnolia, which I believe he had a few different ideas and ended up making all of them. And the film is, it's a very long movie. It's a three hour movie. And it's because there are so many different moving parts long. to the film. And a lot of those, in my opinion, a lot of those moving parts work really well. Some of them do not. I enjoyed yeah. the film. Scott really didn't. I, and I have a problem with the entire, the, the like the opening. I, I, we're not reviewing this fucking film. You know what? I'm right. gonna stop. We're gonna review Magnolia at some point. We'll stop right here. We will. We will. All right. But okay. suffice to say, he's not a bad director. No. I just don't like some of his films. And, and honestly, the main reason I don't like Magnolia is because it was a, a perfect example of the Emperor Has No Clothes, where everybody was fucking like it's almost afraid to say it wasn't a good movie. It's one of the few things I'll agree with Kevin Smith on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said he didn't like it. No, no, but he made fun of the film. Like, remember uh, in in um, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, one of right. the people who criticized uh, the 
the uh, Jane Silent Bob movie in the film right. is Magnolia Lover, like, 78. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, all right, Kevin, you got me with that one. I love that. That's still good. <sighs> so, yeah, I, I do like a lot of his films. I just, I, I can't, I can't do this movie. I just, I can't do it. I watched Which it. Which one? Phantom Thread? Phantam Thread, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's not a bad film. I, I can, I can respect, I can respect what he put on the screen. I can respect how he did it, but I can't, I can't get into this movie. Right. I just, I the, couldn't he, get into this movie. Here's where it is. Here, I'm going to tell you exactly what the deal is with Phantom Thread. And this isn't necessarily a negative thing either. Phantom Thread is like a film savant's wet dream. This is the kind of film where if you read reviews, I, I read several reviews of this film afterwards just because I wanted to see right. what the critic critical response was. And any review you read about this film is going to do two things. It's going to glow, and it's going to mention a lot of obscure films and, and drop as many fucking like cinematic uh, references as possible. It's one of those movies. And the thing is, I knew, I, I just, I, I'm very foggy or not knowing at all all of these other references even though i knew that that's what was happening and i well, could i could tell i know the one obvious one that i know you even got was clockwork orange of course yeah yeah i mean <laughs> that, that shot i was like all right it, it was like there's no way he's not trying to mimic clockwork orange with this shot of the car this is fucking ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and and there's you know what there's little shots like that that we're going to talk about the twist in the third act, but I, I got to say, like, everything in this film that becomes, like, darkly humorous is 100% intentional. This isn't a straight romantic... Com this isn't a straight romance film. It's kind of a dark... I wouldn't say dark comedy, but there's definitely some dark humorous tones in it. Oh, I mean, I chuckled out loud more than a handful of times because it was yeah. just, like, little I'll things where I'm laughing and, and Mayor didn't say, hey, why are you laughing? But she understood because she knew that I understood something or that I knew it was because yeah. it was meant to be uh, portrayed in a dark kind of uh, humor uh, uh, a way me, like that. Yeah, let me just say, the screenwriting, fucking spot on. Whether or not you enjoy the film or it's too slow for you, the dialogue is fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, and it's, I, would say, I would say it's minimal dialogue. Even though it's not yeah. like the film where it has long stretches of silence, but it is minimal dialogue. The dialogue is very curt. It is very spaced. Sure. It, One... is, very, it is very deliberate. The characters all speak deliberately. There's very, there's very few instances of someone speaking where they have not thought what they're going to say ahead of time. One of my favorite scenes in the film, as far as where dialogue is exchanged, is when she brings him tea and he's working, and he says oh, yeah. he doesn't want it, and she says, okay, well, I'll take it away. And he goes, yeah, but I don't want it. And she goes, I'm taking it away. He goes, yeah, but the interruption still exists. <laughs> the, 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 the T is going away, but the interruption is staying right here. Right, exactly, exactly. And, oh, and he's he's a fucking asshole. Well, he he's a, a huge asshole. But he's but also a great just, asshole. Right, he's also like a big man-child, too. Oh, yeah, huge mother complex. Yeah. Uh, it just and the fact that he Very can't fastidious. Yep, Ew. he has to have a house full of people, even though he doesn't want to associate with them. For Ew. Ew. You, you okay there? He doesn't want I to associate. Well, he's got the house of uh, his. He's his last name is Woodcock, so it's the house of Woodcock. And he's. Did you see? 
I'm sorry. I, I got to stop real quick. Did you see uh, that um, one of the things about the film that I, was that uh, when they were developing it, uh, I, I think Daniel Day Lewis, if I got this right, Daniel Day Lewis came up with the idea of the of the name of uh, uh, Wayland. Is it Wayland Reynolds? What was the first name? It's it's Reynolds Woodcock. Reynolds Reynolds Woodcock was a joke name. Oh, oh really? Like like, yeah, and they, he loved it so much they kept it. <laughs> Why was it a joke? It was just something he thought was funny. Woodcock. Well, I know Wood- Woodcock. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was the whole joke. It was like it was just like yeah, it's Wood- 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 Reynolds Woodcock, and it's like yeah, <laughs> all right, we're gonna use it. I'm gonna put splinters in you, babe. Um, so, well, hey, we're we're gonna talk about wooden right. wooden cocks. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it it's the screenwriting is good. The dialogue, you're right, is very minimal. He delivers an amazing performance. His wife, or Alma, who then becomes his wife, she's great too. Their interactions are very good, but a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of what's portrayed on the screen, I just couldn't get into. I don't know if it was, and it's not. It really wasn't the pacing. It, this isn't uh, an issue with you know, like Call Me by Your Name, where I thought it was poorly paced and I thought things need to needed to move better. It's just one of those films. It's just one of those films that now that I've seen it, I'll probably never watch it again. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 an issue of that. Uh, I I didn't hate this film, but I didn't really like it either. I just couldn't find myself liking this movie. And maybe it's just my personal taste with things. I'm not going to sit here and and praise Paul Thomas Anderson. I started off the show with I like a lot of his films. This isn't one of them. Not all of the films. What are you talking about, sir? Not all of them. Well, if you make this, <laughs> if, 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 you you should listen to this podcast and this podcast and this podcast and this podcast. And if you do and you change your show, I will subscribe and tell all my friends. Fuck you. <laughs> and you should blow me and gargle, sir. I, I, I don't care if you tell no one. <laughs> yeah, it gives a fuck. Um, seriously. But uh, it just. By the way. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, if you are listening and you, and you like the show, thank you very much. Thank you, we appreciate that. Thank, thank you. We not only do it for ourselves, but we do it for anyone that is still listening out there. Which you know, think of it this way: the YouTube, the video, the YouTube video is a bonus. We do a live show. The video is then saved on my computer, and we decide to upload it to YouTube because the way it works is we do this show, we upload it to iTunes. And that's where most of the people listen to our show, through iTunes and other podcast-type uh, search engines and whatnot. There was a new one that contacted us today, actually. Um, yeah, I saw that one, yeah. And I, I looked into it. They're legit. It's it's called um, I, li- Listen Tunes or something like that? Something weird. Something stupid. Yes. I mean, something not, along not those the crit- lines. Not to be mean, or, but, you know, it's just, it's, you know... Uh, trying to find it i've had people criticize this i remember the first time when we first started the show i was telling some people at work and one of the guys was like movie sarcastic dude you could do better it's like what? all right give me one i just i i happen to like it i think it's kind of you know what, what else you want to call it i mean jesus christ i mean how many fucking movie podcasts are out there cut me a break <laughs> it's called list <laughs> Listen, Not that I came up with it. You gave me the list of ideas that oh, I was like, oh, yeah. movie sarcastic. I like that. Listen notes, it's called. Hey, you know what? I had about 20 different names uh, for yeah. the podcast. Everything from This Movie Sucks, which was already being used. This, this Movie Sucks 
was we had a we had a blog briefly called "This Movie Sucks." Yeah, it was a blog that I started that Scott, you know, came in on, and you know, I had a couple mm-hmm. of films that I was I, that I had written about. One being uh, Hercules, the one with Lou Ferrigno, uh, uh-huh. and it was called "This Movie Sucks," and you know what? I, we didn't want to go that to go that way. There was already a website called This Movie Sucks, and it wasn't available anyway. And, and later, uh, Roger Ebert's book was This Movie Sucks, or Your Movie or Sucks, your movie one sucks. of the two. So I'm kind of glad we didn't go the same way Roger Ebert went. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I We laid it all out. We really <laughs> liked the way Movie Sucktastic sounded. And, hey, the rest is history. I think the point is most people that most truly creative people. And by the way, I want to plug once again because this is like one of the few other like podcast review films, uh, YouTube shows I've watched uh, that I actually enjoyed. What is is the show? Is the show Dead Meat? If you haven't heard of Dead Meat on YouTube, please look it up. The guy does body counts of horror films. He actually knows what he's talking about and he's informative. And at first, like the first, I was like, oh, one of these assholes who thinks they're fucking, uh, you know. Uh, 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 Ryan Seacrest or whatever. Uh, it's a knee-jerk reaction when every time somebody one of these fucking guys. But he's he, he's it's a great show. But I think the point is I forget what my point was. The point is the whole purpose of this is not to attract people. It's just to do it. Yeah. Art is art, and that, I'm not saying this is yeah. art. Please, God, for God forbid, that art <laughs> takes work. Uh, we'll be this, we'll be heading into our tenth year. In about, I don't know. Yeah. A little over a year is we'll be in our tenth year doing this. Yeah, your your little thumbs down means jack shit to that. Seriously. Yeah. No, yeah, I, tell me about it. So well, fucking... and, and and you know what too, uh, and I know we jumped off a, a phantom thread. We're gonna head back there, but the second I upload a video, we usually get a thumbs down very quickly, even though it'll say phantom thread 2017. A movie sucktastic review. It says that it's a review right there. We'll get a you thumbs down. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Because the first shot people see is you checking your phone while the credit opening rolls. Can't we get a video up while the opening theme goes? Probably. Can't we get some kind of? Can we do some kind of official opening? I, I tell you what. I here here's the deal. I'll do that. I'll record our bumpers. Okay. Like I promised, uh-huh. I'll even edit video for our bumpers. If you get us, if you start fucking putting an op- an opening there instead of you checking your phone, I never check. I'll my put. F- I never check my phone in the opening. Dude, dude, I just watched. I was all right. Here, all right, I'm, I, I just. I, I might have checked my phone the- last episode of the episode before, but I hardly ever do that. No, no, no. no. All right, I just went through all the Oscar episodes. Uh, and, and scheduled them so they'll each one release each day up to the Oscars on our Facebook page. Right. If you have it on, on our Facebook page, it's a great way to get them. And I swear, three of them at least. The don't bunk, don't bunk, Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not that you're checking your phone; is that we're looking at you, look at your screen instead of like just maybe like a movie sucktastic logo, anything, yes. and, and, anything. And I'll be honest; I've been saying to myself, I've been saying that to my. I was like, why did they have to look at me for like the first thirty seconds before we? Start? So are they, Joey? So are they? I, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> and and I. Oh, oh, by There's the way, somebody also, out there that's now, a fan of me. Here's something for you, Joey. Yes. I'm moving to Texas. I know. 
behind me, that mess behind me, uh-huh. when I move to Texas, that's going to be replaced by something really sweet. Okay. On what yet? But it's going to be nice and presentable. You're going to have to do the same, whether it's a green screen or whatever. You're going to have to fix your background. We got to step it up just a little bit so Peter Ferguson can like us and recommend us to people. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I need a T-shirt. Peter Ferguson, please love me. Pete, please love me. Love me. Love, love me. me. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll figure out what I can put behind me. Oh, anyway, um, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, yes. You know, let's go to spoiler mode. Spoiler right? alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler okay. alert! I gotta get a sound for the for the soundboard. Do I have a sound for that? Um, you get me drunk from Shape of Water. So spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll do this. Spoiler alert! Okay. Realist, you can't do that. Anyway, no, no, I don't. Um, let's 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 go into the part where we're going to talk about the third act. Um, now, do you want to mention it, or do do you want me to? Because because uh, um, I have a great. I, I I I know how I told Holly. Do you want me to explain it? You know what? Yeah, that that would be good because I have right. I have a way that I would describe it, and I don't know if it would be exactly the same way you would describe it. So I, I, I'm me, inter- I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. So I'm watching this film that I didn't really care about in the first place, and it's long, it's pretentious. There's some great moments. The direction is beautiful. It's a huge film snob movie. This is film snob through and through. This is the Angelica on opening night. Oh, oh I the mizzle scene, and I'm just like, all right, was I, I get was, it. Was I, I the- was I right with my comparison? Because I have never seen Age of Innocence, but it starts off, and I'm like. It, this oh, feels it, it, like like Age of Innocence, maybe not as I, I, boring or as pretentious, but it's like this is like Age of Innocence, but in the nineteen fifties London. It, it it had it had that element of okay, this is going to be long drawn out, but there's an undertone that I was like, okay, something's going to happen, something interesting's going to happen. Well, it usually so does I, with Paul Thomas Anderson films. Yeah. I mean, with, with with Age of Innocence, half hour in, you knew you were fucked. You were just like, oh, this is just going to be this and nothing but this for three and a half hours, five days, however long it is. So, Paul Thomas Anderson, you kind of get that in the back of your head. Danny Day-Lewis, great performance. He's a dick. He's not just like, you know, like there's just that element of him where you're like, okay, something interesting happened here because he's definitely an, a caustic personality. He meets the girl. We've already set the whole thing up at the beginning. A lot of it's very blatant, too. It's like, oh, I get it. Okay, he throws away women every now and then. Here's the new one. This is going to keep going. It gets to the point, and like, and, and what was her name? Emma? Alma. El- Elma. El- Elma. Al- is trying Al- to- Al- Al- Alma. Alma. Al- Alma. Alma. Such a Alma sexy hey. name. <laughs> Alma, hey. Like, uh, man, with, uh, man with two brains. Alma, hey. Uh, Al- Alma. It's such a beautiful name. Elma so sexy. is um, exerting her own influence. She's like, I'm going to, you know, she, she's really exerting. She's trying to fight back against him. You know, keeps barging in, trying to do things. She wants to be a part of his life. She wants to have some control. So it gets to the night where she decides uh, he, she's going to break his cycle of having everything the certain way he likes. She tells everyone to go home. She's going to make a, pers- a, a, a dinner. And they sit down, and it's one of the best 
romantic dinner arguments ever. <laughs> it starts off just like just like him, like just like just like fucking just being obnoxious with the uh, the, asparagus. the asparagus. Like one stick of asparagus. It's like, do you like it? it says yes. It says you don't, do you? It's like, well, of course I don't, because I'm sitting here and you know specifically what I like. And it gets to the point he was like, where he said he's accusing her of, who are you? Are you here to kill me? Do you have a gun? Where's you your gun? Where's your insane. gun? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is great. So I'm like, I, I'm totally enraptured now. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm tuned in. So, and, and I think Paul, and again, this is all Paul Thomas Anderson knows. You're drifting a little bit in this film. You're focused now. You're watching this. And like this great fucking argument. This is the best di- romantic dinner argument ever. And then it ends. And the next scene is Alma looking at a cookbook about about poisonous mushrooms right. and i'm like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> well and, and what's, cra- is- what's crazy about that scene is i'm like all right this is the paul thomas anderson that i know and love some shit's gonna go down and it kind of doesn't i mean things happen but i'm thinking but- all right this is where you know it's well- it's like to that climax and there will be blood it's like this is it this is what's this is it's coming. Well, here here's the great part about it though, and this is where the film gets me a little bit is that, like, the film doesn't suddenly switch gears; it keeps the same tone, right. but it just gets darker. Yeah. And and there there's I mean and I, I and you like you know it's on purpose. Like it's like oh wow that's sudden. It's like he knows it's sudden. He knows you're laughing at this. He knows there's this underground t- Twitter. Oh, that, that's such a fucking sudden switch, uh, and you know that's not supposed to be like subtle. It's like it's just like slaps you in the face. So like and then he she, she poisons him and nurses him back from health because well, he's got this whole mother. Did thing. you all did you and, also like, notice that she gave him a thimble full of of poison? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean that's obviously on purpose as well she used a thimble so Mm -hmm. so if anyone doesn't understand Um, what that means he's a designer and it's he he has a group of women sew and he designs clothes thimble if anyone doesn't understand i can't believe i'm explaining this but (laughs) (laughs) some one would put a thimble on on your finger usually a pinky so that you don't stab yourself with a pin repeatedly and it's also and it's also kind of a maternal thing too there's a maternal uh element to it oh well yeah because he's not because he's not a seamstress or anything like that he you know he's a, he's a cl- uh he's what a do you call it he's a designer. De- designs clothing designing designer okay. he's a designer um so but what's even better about that is that he does it again later and even even though you kind of feel it coming because because the he they get married but then the marriage starts waning thin because he's still like you know he starts like oh i don't like her she messes up my routine She's basically like, oh, he basically so he, so he she, became job from arrested development i've made a horrible mistake horrible mistake <laughs> <laughs> but but like later on they have the scene with his sister um and there's a whole weird fucking thing going yeah, on her there. name is uh, cyril um, uh cyril cyril yeah, man's name man's cyril man's name right as far as i know uh but like, like she walks in on him telling her that we have to do there is a stain in this house we have to remove it and like the next scene is her picking mushrooms like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah because she walks in on him saying all these horrible things about her and the sister doesn't you say give him a heads up or anything (laughs) so i mean the, the film is really a great dark comedy but the problem is the dark comedy doesn't really come into play until the third act right 
That's that is I, true. I, There's a couple of chuckles in the first and a little bit of the second act, but you're right. And well, most of everything is in the third. Well, because in the first and second act, you're not chuckling at anything dark. You're just chuckling at him being a dick. Well, um, that is true. And no, yeah. And I don't want to say nothing nothing good happens in the first and second act, but everything that's good happens in the third act. Mhm. There's a couple of scenes where where you get that he's in love with her when she does things for him that gets him excited like when the one woman he designs a dress for she's getting married and she's totally drunk and plastered and maybe even high who knows what the fuck she is but she is in his dress and she is she's drunk drunk. and she's not making a good example of herself in his dress and that really sends him down uh, the deep end as far as being depressed about it and being moody and alma she's like listen she cannot do that in your dress and he's basically looking at her and saying what do you want me to do about it she goes up with him to go get the dress and she takes he takes all right now now, now, just 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 so we don't get confused here she keeps agonizing over it he's the one that makes the final decision and and drags her up to to, and then he sends her in to get the dress off she instigates it but he's the one that takes it and says yeah let's get the dress back well that is true well i mean she was pushing she was pushing because she was hoping that he would do that but i'm i I just wanted to make sure that we don't like tilt the dynamic too much she 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 didn't take him upstairs he took her upstairs well and i think the reason why that but she instigated that but she did instigate that you're correct well i think the reason why that that is and paul thomas anderson knows this he's directing it a certain way he wrote it a certain way he would never make her uh take the the reins and say let's go get the dress that would belittle him so Mm -hmm. she was pushing and antagonizing so that he would do it and he did so she controlled him a little bit and got what she wanted as far as getting the dress back and empowering him to do so. Because one thing that you notice in this film is that she wants to be needed by him and he wants to be needed by anyone. He needs to be taken care of in, in a lot of ways. That's no. why no, that's why he can't have Cyril not in the house. That's why they cannot go to dinner alone. She no, has to be but, present. But they- he hates it when what? the women are sent home, uh, when she did the it's, dinner it's, thing. But you're, you're missing a point. What you said was that he, he he needs to be taken care of by someone, anyone. And up until that point, it's always been Cyril, whose place is kind of like uh, um, ab, uh, she's a fill-in for mother. Right. He He's never been able, he he's never seen a romantic interest as someone that can provide for him. So, up until Alma, no one else has ever tried to assert themselves on him. They've always let him assert, and uh, what he needs is a dominant woman, but he rejects a dominant woman in that kind of relationship because the mother relationship is obviously asexual. Uh, There's not supposed to be a... There's not really... There's no sexual element to it, even though it does kind of mess up his sexual life, so to say. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I would argue. I would argue against any any in, in, uh, implications that he has a sexual attraction to his mother. There's an idealistic attraction to his mother, but I don't think there's any, it's not sexual, and that's why there's a divide between for him with love, is the sensualness he gets from like making dresses and stuff, and like and any kind of love interest. 
So that's why she breaks through that. I'm reading a bit too much into it, I know, but well, maybe that's not. Just... All right, so we're we're heading towards the spoiler of she poisons so, him. We 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 spoiled it ten minutes ago. What are you talking about? No, I know, but what happens? Well, we can we can elaborate a little bit more because on the second time she poisons him, he uh-huh. he he's accepting of it, and it turns into this kind of relationship where you get the sense that he he enjoys it because she's taking care of him she's taking care of him bringing him back to health and it's not really a healthy way to have your relationship but he really he really enjoys it after he he knows the second time that he's been poisoned here's my problem with that whole scene and i'm just a little off on it it's played a hundred percent like he knows what she's doing. Oh, when my she's preparing him is, the omelet. Remember, right? Yeah. My question is, how did I miss something where a clue was given to him? Where it was like, hey, by the way, he, she might be poisoning with mushrooms. I. Is there anything there that leads him? That leads up to that. I mean, it's purely, it's 100% shown in that scene that there is nothing but, uh, uh, on his end, suspicion or acknowledgement, and on her end, uh, it's like a complete lack of care that right. he like that he might know. There's like like not even like a it's just like a, not a concern. It's like yeah, eat the fucking mushrooms. But my question is, did I miss something? Because I might have, that would explain how he might know. That he's being poisoned at all? Yes. Or be, okay. Yes. Um, it could be that over time, after he no, was no, no. poisoned. No, no. I'm, I'm not asking you to guess. I'm saying, is there anything in the film? No, there's nothing. That specifically. There, there, did, all right, thank there, you. There I, is nothing. That's all I wanted to know. The, the only thing we can do is what you said is guess that maybe he, uh, he thinks that after he was poisoned the first time and the way their relationship is going where he wants her out, right. that maybe... She poisoned him him the first time. Cinematically, that's enough. This whole movie is about uh, again. It's about the. It's about film. It's not even about narrative. It's about film. The film is the narrative. So we don't need to know how he knows or why he suspects. But the scene, purely acting, directing, everything, sends that message to us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's all that matters in a Paul Thomas Anderson film. <laughs> Until it starts raining frogs. Well, yeah. Or Adam Sandler. Actually, I like Punch Drunk Love. But I, you know, that's the, that, yeah, that was probably la- Adam Sandler's last good film. Hmm. That might actually be a real. Yeah. That 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 might be true. Although I I actually I I I did like the remake of. Um, the football film. What was that called? Oh, um, the longest yard. Longest yard. I did enjoy the remake. It was a little silly, but I did like. It. I did enjoy it. I haven't seen that. I have it. But it's I haven't not seen ba- it. It's not bad. You know, it's 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 what it, it's what it is. It's not bad. It's it's a. Uh, I've never seen the original, to be honest. So. Oh, the one with the <laughs> one with Burt Reynolds. Bad about when yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Because you know what? I can't watch every fucking film because I'm not paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ain't that the fucking truth? All right, so uh, have we said our piece about Phantom Thread? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not a, uh, um, now, as far as Oscars go. Uh, oh yeah, let's let's I, take I, a, let's take a look. How many things is it nominated for? 
I don't know how many. I think uh, it's I, nominated I for picture, director, actor, probably. Score. Well, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's nominated for costume. I know it's nominated for six, I believe. It's costume and score, and there might be one more. Is but it, I know it's. It I know I, I just went through it. Original screenplay. Original original score. Not that's not up for screenplay. It's not up for screenplay. Which, wow. I'm no, surprised. which I'm surprised because the dialogue was fucking uh, perfect. It's, it's 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 uh i'm i'm honestly I, I i would say fucking get rid of the the uh well original screenplay i don't know if anybody i would uh bump it for let me look my my notes are a mess here where's my where's my screenplay list you know what's interesting uh, and i know we're going to review the post next but i think you could take meryl streep out of the best actress nomination and put in um the vicky uh, the I can't remember her last name. C- creepy. Vichy It's Vicky Kripke or Kripti or something like that. Vichy Swa. Uh Anyway, yeah. his the the woman that plays Alma in the film. You could you could take out Meryl Streep and insert her. I thought her performance was good enough to be nominated. Uh, hold hold on hold on for 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 um for for Peter Ferguson. It's just a little bit a little bit of a for scene twelve. Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, he uh, debated over three different uh, versions of the dialogue there, and he uh, he went back to Yeats, and uh, there was much debate about that. And, uh, anyway, back to the real fucking <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's, uh, it's not up for cinematography. I thought it might be. We had some pretty, pretty excellent scenes in there. It is up for costume design, which I expected. Uh, it's up for directing... Mm-hmm. And honestly, for uh, um, now I have I have not seen all the films for costume design, and it's always a again it's I always it's a crapshoot because I think you're it's talking going. about costume design people, and uh, they're going to see more. You know what it is? It's like I'm not a big I'm not the person to ask about best score because I'm not a music person, so I can't tell you what score is better. Right. I can tell you what I liked. I can tell you what I think is going to win, and I think it's going to be Victoria and Abdul for costume because design? Because it's Victorian area. Because it's the Queen Victoria and Indi- Indian and you got the whole different cultures there. With the di- Yeah, I mean, without having seen the film, I c- you can make a good assumption. Right. Um, right. But what else? The Phantom Thread's about dressmakers. I mean, if you're going to hit a bias in the costume design uh, category, right. that's the one. So I think I think this one is, is just based on the co- on the, uh, the subject matter. I don't know. Maybe it gets a little edge. Boom, boom. You never know. It is up for musical score, like you said. So it's up Told for you. it's up for picture, director. Are you implying that I could have been wrong? No, I'm just okay. Just check it. I'm just just checking. I'm just all right. Confirming. So picture, director, actor, costume well, design. Back to, back to original score. Back to original score. Because so far I've seen we've seen we've seen every film except Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Have you seen Last Jedi? I have. Okay, so then you've seen all five musical scores. What do you think? Um, I gotta go either Shape of Water or Phantom Thread. I I, I I'm in agreement. I think those two are the main ones that are going to be contenders. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, and yeah, maybe uh, maybe Dunkirk in, in in a strong third position. Yeah, but honestly, I don't remember Dunkirk having any music except for the end. Well, what I think would a lot it, of silence in that film. There was a lot of silence and a lot of the scenes and, that had tension did have a musical score you might not have noticed it 
because Which, the, the the action on screen was causing all the tension, but it does have a pretty pretty good musical score that does push the story, and it does mm-hmm. push all of the the tension uh, in the scenes that you're watching. But I still think yeah, I, Shape of Water, and I I think Phantom Thread is going to edge Shape of Water because Phantom Thread relies on music a lot. Yeah, I mean, they, but but Shape of Water has a has is much more musical i mean it is phantom more thread, musical phantom thread relies on it more because there's there's less dialogue right uh well, shape of water relies on it more because it's like a main music is actually a main theme of the film okay no i uh-huh. I, I, I can see that uh yeah. so so it's sorry go pic- back so it's picture director actor costume design score and cinematography. I'll tell you what. Cinematography. No, I'll tell you what. it's for, not for up for best, cinematography. For best, uh, for best director and for best... Where the fuck is my best director page? The problem is they don't have them in the order I want, and so I have to... Here it is. Um, now, best director and best picture are... When you finished one, you finished the other. So I think in the episode of The Post, we should we'll make a final discussion of who we think is... Uh, Near for those two. Oh, good. Because, yeah, okay. that will be our last film. Perfect. Perfect. Yes, exactly. All right. So it is on IMDb. It's currently rated a 7.9. Twenty right now. Uh, 25,000 votes. Uh, what, 7.9? 7. 7.9. Yeah, I can't go higher than 7. Just because I, 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 I yeah. still keep getting flashbacks to uh, um, uh, Magnolia. No, no, the other film we were talking about. What other film? Uh, the fucking romance. Come on. My brain's hurting. <laughs> My brain's hurting trying to figure out what you're talking about. Of course, Scorsese, the Coppola. Oh, Scorsese, Age of Innocence. Age of Innocence. Age of Innocence. Age of Innocence. All you had you. to do was say Scorsese. Um, uh, her name is Vicky Kreeps. It's K R I E P S. So. Like I said, Vichy Swa. Vichy Swa. Vichy Swa. Uh, so we're gonna go with seven. We're Are gonna go with, with a, seven. A seven. Most people yeah. gave it an eight. Twenty-seven point eight percent gave it an eight. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take one off for Magnolia. <laughs> That's not a good reason to take one off, but I, I'm in agreement with a seven to begin with. So you could. All right, seven. Could, it is. I mean, listen. For me to go to an eight, I would have to have loved the film. I'm going to a seven because I respect that it is a it is not a bad film. It's just not a film for me. So, all right. So my MDB is still a dick. So do you want to do demographics real quick for me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So uh, what we're looking at here is we got all ages uh, for males. 16,000 males rated this an 8 out of 10. Only 3,700 females rated this 7.6 out of 10. Wow. You know what it is? I I hate to say this. I don't want to be sexist, but I, I think that women aren't as strong film viewers as men are. Not, well, I can't disagree with that entirely, but I can't also agree with it either. There are a lot of, but you're right. I think m- I'm not male, saying there aren't women. I'm, I'm not saying no, there aren't women that are saying. film fans. I know what you're saying. I, I'm saying that I, I think uh, when it comes to a fascination with films, I think the, the men uh, outnumber the women just where I, I would say the opposite, and you're talking to a book lover, 
But I would also say literary-wise, I think the women outnumber the men. Oh, I, I agree uh, with that entirely. These are some interesting I, numbers. Under 18, there was only 100... There was only 115 votes under 18. Good. If you're 16-year-old watching this, I have worries about you. Yeah, but that's still really low number. Anyway, Good. under eight, under 18, 104 males, 8.7. 10 females, 6.9 in the under yeah, 18. You know why? Because those under 18 males watching this are fucking geek, fucking film geeks times 10. If you're under 18 and you're watching this, you're already fucking lost to the world. You are a film geek squared. That's it. It You know, just what, what 16 what sixteen year old says, hey, let's go see Phantom Thread. Yeah, man. No, no, no. Well, judging no. by these numbers, they're not taking any dates with them. Uh, they're, not, they're not taking oh, any girls I with them. I told you that. I could have told you that before looking at the numbers, sir. So, no. okay, next up is the 18 to 29 bracket. Seven, Dude, seven. Put, well, put yourself in that position. I'm never going to put myself girl. in that position. Sixteen-year-old girl, six-year-old guy. Guy says to the girl, "You want to go see Phantom Thread?" What's the girl say? What are you fucking? I no. Can't, can't we stay home? No. And Netflix and chill. <laughs> but uh, but this should be one of Paul Thomas Anderson's best films ever. It's Daniel Day Lewis's yeah. last film. <laughs> I think I'm going to go hang out with the comic book kid. Yeah, yeah, have fun with that. 18 yeah, to 29. Yeah. Your chic only goes so far, people. Yeah, 18 to 29. Anyway. 7,000, 7,100 males, 18 to 29, gave it an 8.2. Only 1,600 females, 7.7. I am telling you. 30 to 44 and bracket. 5,700 males, 7.8. 1,200 females, 7.5. Hmm. And then finally, the 45 and up uh, bracket, 2,000 males rated at a 7.5. Only 600 females rated at a 7.5. So it is largely a male audience that's reviewing this film. Largely. I mean, it's, it's actually quite crazy. How many, how many uh, reviews are from males? Oh, I've never right, seen so, I've never seen the scale this, um, you know, this topsy turvy as far as uh, or weighted to one side. For our listeners, uh, if we're talking about what women like in films and men like in films, I'll be opening up our next episode with a brief discussion about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, and if, if if and believe me, it could have been a lot longer a discussion, but Holly had to go to bed early. <laughs> okay. So, next episode, start if you're listening now and you're interested in this whole guys films, girls films thing, listen to the next episode. You're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a mag I saw a magazine cover that uh talks a little bit about what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I think it was Variety Magazine or some shit like that. Oh, I thought it was like Club International or something. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm no. At least okay. I think I know what you're going to talk about, and I saw a magazine cover that pretty much says, yeah, that's what I thought. No, no you don't know what we're going to talk about. No? Okay. No, you don't. You don't. I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yes, you, you should be. All right, uh, All let's right. wrap this shit up. We got one more Oscar film to do before the big night in two weeks. Nice. You know, a week and a half. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. take next Thursday off because we're doing... Because I'll be in Texas. We're, Scott's going to be in Texas, but we're also planning to do the live Oscar uh, podcast, video podcast of the show. So My plane lands at 5 o'clock. I'll be ready by 8. Fuck yeah. Oscar started 8. Yeah. Yeah. I told Holly that. She's like, oh, no, Scott. <laughs> it's like, really? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is she going to join in, you think? Probably. No, no, no. She'll be... No. She'll be jet-lagged. No. Mare's going to join yeah. us. So, Mare's going to join us for at least the, the like the first part of the show like she did last year. You know what? She might, she, she might not make it into work the next day. Yeah, we'll, we'll play the episode. I'm probably taking the next day off just because, you know what? Fuck it. I can't. I can't. I am. But, uh... Because, fuck it. I'm up to my fucking eyeballs and upgrades. I can take the I'll day off. I'm going to sleep on the plane. Anyway, wrap up the show. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us, as always, for another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 270, where we reviewed Phantom Thread. Please go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download the show there, listen to the show there. You can tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and hang out with us while we review films. You can go to iTunes, and you can download the show or listen to it there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we post from when we go live to trailers to just whatever fancies us in the movie industry is on our Facebook page. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. That's 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And you can download the 100% free and awesome Android app. For the show, you can listen to the show there. Um, it's a perfect way. It's a perfect portal into the movie sucktastic world. It's how I listen to our show in my own vehicle. You can either use a headphone jack, or you can just use Bluetooth if you got it, which is what I recommend. It's awesome. So, yep, that's my spiel. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Peter Ferguson, suck my taint. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. The Post is coming for you. The mainstream media is coming for you. Oh!